More goodies. We're on the fourth recording now, and we're talking about the idea of the shiny penny syndrome. This is my affliction, and I tell you it is. It's an affliction. On Monday, someone said to me, I want to translate your stuff into Spanish, and I went off. I just went off on a tangent down the Spanish-speaking rabbit hole, and I didn't do other things that I was supposed to do. I made time for this new project. And the question I have, Laura, is when an idea seems so great and, you you know, just it feels intuitively right, how do you make time for it when you've got other things to do and how do you avoid getting distracted when you've – even if it's a good idea? I'm not talking about even deciding whether things are a waste of time. Mm-hmm. When, when ideas happen to me because I'm an Aquarian, I'm an ENFP, that's the way my mind works – I work on inspiration, and when an inspirational moment happens, I want to grab it because it's it's hot. It's it'll go. Well, if I don't grab it now, it'll go. Okay, so I think one thing that you can do is ask yourself every day: Do I want to cling on to inspiration, or do I want to make money? And that'll help a little bit. I'll tell you what I personally do, and I spent a lot of time down the rabbit hole, and really had to learn. As a, you know, I say solopreneur, obviously I had people that work for me, but we are all in, you know, geographically different places. So it's not like we're together. Um, One of the things that I do is, as you know, everything I do is based on my Pomodoros and I, those are my 25 minute work segments and I plan my following day the night before. And then I also plan for my week on Sundays. So on Sundays, I say, okay, here's the things, you know, here are the things that I want to accomplish in my business this week. Then I kind of break those down based on what I think will be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, as you know, my days off vary based on what my husband's schedule is. So it may not always be Monday through Friday, but I know when I have work time allocated and then I take my Pomodoros and I assign those tasks to my Pomodoros. Now, for me to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to talk to somebody about converting my stuff into Spanish. I would look at what I have going on and I would look at what I needed to get done. And I would say, does that represent something that should replace what I already mm-hmm. have going on? And and the problem, Keith, is that you're if you are always starting but never finishing you will never have success you can't you never ever ever get to the finish line yeah so i look i I totally agree yeah and uh, the the uh, the thing that's difficult for me and i I really want to play this out i really want to ask the question i really want to make this almost like an assignment is that the way my mind i don't my mind doesn't work like yours you know the idea of setting myself 25-minute chunks and sticking to them is like death for me. And that's probably, I, I, that's probably the number one reason why you need to do it. You're, so, you know, I, I had a mentor. Um, this goes back years and years and years when I still worked for corporate America. Um, his name was Mikey, and he, he taught me so much, so much so that I actually went back and worked for him a second time, um, probably about 10 years after the first time. And um, what Mikey told me was that you had to be willing to have a flexible mind, but a rigid schedule. Wow, okay. 
Wow. Meaning, you know, you can allow your mind to be creative and have other thoughts and do all of these other things. But if as a creative person, if you are not rigid with your schedule so that you hold yourself accountable to success, then success will always elude you. And he was 100 percent right. And it made a huge difference for me because I'm such a creative person. And I always wanted to express that creativity in so many different ways. But I never had the success that I wanted to have. You know, I had success, but I was doing it at 80, 90 hours a week of work, driving myself crazy. And when I cut out all that other stuff and kept to a rigid schedule, but still allowed myself to have a flexible mind, I got so much more done, had so much more success, and found that in the end, I was way happier. That I think that story, that analogy, that learning is probably the number one thing that I'm going to learn from this series. If I, if, and I'm saying if because it's so hard, it's like, it's, it's absolutely the opposite of my character. It's absolutely as far away from my character as I can personally think of. If I can make myself do that, if I can get myself to do that, then I think uh, a lot of this other stuff is going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I can't, make myself do this a lot of this stuff is always going to be hard absolutely it will a hundred percent it will and and that's you know that right there becomes sort of the incentive to break yourself out of your current habit Mm -hmm. clear eye for the fuzzy guy absolutely because you don't want to be having this same type of conversation with somebody else in two or three years Because you still didn't change that one key part of your routine that is causing you to not be as successful as you should be. It's flattening the land, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So it's not about bathroom colors and the color of the paint in the Mm -hmm. second bedroom. It's learning to do 25-minute chunks of work and eating the frog. Absolutely. And holding yourself accountable, but then rewarding yourself when you do. So for me, I, you know how I am about my, um, my affection for frozen yogurt. If I've had an uber, uber productive day and I've got a lot going on right now and, and I'm trying to, to hire another customer service rep and I'm trying to get everything done before I leave for another European vacation. Um, so for me, when I have an uber productive day, I reward myself by my husband and I walking over to the, the frozen mm-hmm. yogurt shop which I really wish wasn't in walking distance, but it is. So we walk there and that's how I reward myself. So it's, it's okay to, to find ways that reward yourself. For you, mm-hmm. the reward may be um, that hour a day that you get to spend falling down the rabbit hole. You just have to be careful. It's, you know, I hate to use a, a crass analogy, but it's like being a crack at it. If, if doing, you know, if doing research on the inspiration that you come across in a day is your version of crack, then you have to be very, very careful because if you have a little bit, it's going to be really hard not to have a lot. I I don't really know if you fully understand how accurate that assessment is. I'm guessing you do, which is why you used it. (laughs) But look, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there that I have extreme trouble doing the Pomodoro thing. 25 minutes just on that. 
that's not the way my mind is programmed, and I think it's got worse, and I think that's why you're sort of eager. Actually, that's the right word. I think you're you know, eager to help me because you can see that my mind is this mush. Mm-hmm. And how can I possibly get anything done to the – I mean, I might get stuff done, but how can I possibly be a success if I don't do the hard yards? You know, I feel like success to a certain extent is – it's a choice, but it it's a decision. So you either decide to be successful, and that is your intention, and you will do whatever you have to do to be successful. And for you, Keith, to be successful, what you have to do is hold yourself accountable, be rigid with the tasks that must be achieved, do things in the proper order to yield success, and stop falling down the rabbit hole. That That is what you have to do to be successful. If you don't want to be successful... Go down that rabbit hole all you want, but you don't get to talk to me anymore. <laughs> That's right. No, this is this is exactly right, and I think we are at a choice point. I and, and, and I'll be very very clear. This is so foreign to me. This is so foreign to me that this is going to be torture for maybe six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. But once I get into the habit of actually having a regular schedule, and for for everyone listening to that to me that are you know the very orderly. This might seem like really strange, but for creative types that I personally know, this is how we live. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of setting myself a task and being rigid and only doing that task for one hour, it's like cutting my arm off. It's hard. But if I don't do it, if I don't do it, I'm, I'm going to be having this conversation forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go round in circles and have this conversation in three years, five years, ten years' time. Yep. So I'm actually at really at a precipice now. I'm at a I'm at a choice point, which is really really lovely. And I want to I want to share an analogy with you, which I shared with a couple of friends recently. Um, everyone knows now. I'm guessing that this program came about because OMS, the online master plan series, which I invested 18 months of my life in, completely fell over, and for about a week I couldn't get out of bed. I was so depressed. Now, I realise now especially today, that when I come through this, I'm actually going to look back on this moment in time as the cornerstone, the the absolutely foundation moment of when my success started. This is how important this coaching is to me, Laura. Up until this moment, I've been floating about, doing what's fun, hanging out at the beach, pretending I'm famous, you know, doing this sort of game thing. I'm sort of gaming it. From this moment forward, if whatever happens as a result of this moment, you know, moment in time, March 2015, happened as a direct result of OMS failing and me having the courage to look it in the eye and say, okay, I'm up for that. So in a year's time, in two years' time, when we look back and I'm sitting in Argentina with a margarita or a pisco sour <laughs> and I'm looking back on Angel Falls going, I'm here. And I just sold my 1,000th copy of my you know, really massive program or I'm just, I've got my 10th version of the gold edition going into a 17th reprint. This is what's going to happen. But it's never going to happen unless I sit down and say, I've got to do hard yards most of the time and play some of the time. Yeah? 100%. Yeah, so I've got to start using the yogurt shop analogy. 
You know, the rabbit hole is a bit like a bowl of frozen yogurt, a bit of fun that is a distraction but a reward. Mm -hmm. It's not the point. It's not the point of my life. Mm -hmm. it's, and it's not productive, is it? Well, think about So I, I've got an adorable four or five-year-old nephew that I just love, and he's in pre-K right now. He's getting ready to start kindergarten. Now, why do we make kids go to school instead of just letting them stay home like his one-year-old sister who gets to play all day long? Why do the kids have to go to school? Well, because they have to learn things. They have to grow into adults. They have to be able to hold a job or start a career or be an entrepreneur when they get done. But it is that school. It is the, you know, learning the routine. It's being held accountable to being there at a, a specific time in the morning, staying there and, and working through everything until a specific time in the afternoon. It's not about playing all day. And and that is where you tend to live. You enjoy the feeling that you get. You feel good when you play all day. But I promise you, you will feel good. You will feel even better when you're cashing big checks. Mm. I mean, I, didn't, I just didn't realize how far the ADD idea had gone. I didn't realize. I haven't worked, I haven't worked nine to five for 10 years. And I've got into a habit. I've got into a habit of sort of doing what I want when I want. And it's not working. And I've got to change. And if I can't change, I'm just going to go round and round and round. So really, this is a big moment for me. I'm going to really pull this apart. So when you hear from me next, I'm going to do masses of dissection. I mean, I'm, I'm really just going to absolutely rip all this apart and put it all back together again in a logical, non-Aquarian, non-ENFP, non-ADD way. Would that be good? Uh, oh, I cannot wait. You got me excited now. I'm selling myself. <laughs> anyway, the next instalment of the clear eye for the fuzzy guy will be completely different. There'll be a brand new Keith in only seven days. <laughs> but at least I'll have the land level. At least if I can get the land level and do, get, get myself doing some of that hard, hard yards, eating the frog, I think we'll be right, won't we? Yes, we will. Mm. 